welcome to this episode of The Making of an Exception. If this is your first time tuning in, this podcast is for anyone who's looking to be inspired, to gain new perspective on life, or is aspiring to live out their faith in whatever field you find yourself in. Each week, we'll be interviewing influencers and creatives who are exceptions to the rule. The fact that they've gone through what they've gone through, walked through the challenges and pain that they have, and have been gifted the way they've been gifted is what makes them an exception. Our goal is that you'd hear this story today and you'd be inspired and challenged to be an exception in the making. If this podcast has impacted your life, you can help support by going to our website, exceptionpodcast.co, and clicking the Patreon link or by finding it in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support, and thanks for listening. Hey, welcome everybody to the Making of an Exception podcast. My name is Kirk Graham. I know this sounds pretty formal, uh, the formal setup. But we've got a special guest, and uh, uh, I've said that I said this about a couple of our previous guests. But genuinely, uh, when Tissel and I were talking about the beginning of doing the making of an exception and doing a podcast, uh, this guest was on that first list um, because he's amazing. He's amazingly generous. Uh, he's a businessman uh, building a business, but in and really in the trenches of it even right now. Uh, and God's doing some cool. There's cool stories that are coming from it, which is which is so cool. Our guest is, long story short, Steve Weigel. Yo, What's thanks for being on, here, man? man. How you doing? For real, thanks for being here. Uh, Dude, stoked to be here. When and he called me a businessman, I was like, Is that okay? So weird, but it's true. I still feel like, like you're I'm doing business. 14 years old, just like trying to figure stuff out. I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> That's good. I think most people do. I I was, uh, this will go deep real quick. Here we go. No, let's I was, get, no, I was saying like, uh, I forget who I was telling, but like half the time in life, I still feel like a little six year old kid, like with the same insecurities, like at times, like the, the, yeah, the same things that I grew up with, like same fears, yeah. same things. Like now I've overcome a lot. I'm not saying like I'm not saying I am, but sometimes you feel that way. So anyways. And create how when you look at other people who are in business, you feel like they're like the successful one. And you're just like, man, that person yeah. just has it. They're like, got to figure it out. But like everyone also, they also pr- probably feel the same way. We're all just making it. And I just try to like figure out how to like, and I, I, I want, I'm not even that insecure, but I almost enjoy it in a way where it's like, yeah, I'm not the corporate businessman. Yeah, yeah I'm totally. like still the young guy that's like. Just and that's what, to do that's something. that's literally why you're here is because there's people listening that see what you're doing on the outside. Like people know who Steve Weigel is. People know what Ivy Longboards is, um, which I didn't even say. Steve Weigel started Ivy Longboards, builds longboards, sells them. Now they're all over the world, um, and is a growing business, uh, which is awesome. You also are one of the founders of Honest Media mm-hmm. uh, and brand strategists. Things like is that is that yeah. the right title? Yeah, yeah. helping I, helping strategize. The still, brand. You know, we're so new. We're still trying to figure out. Yeah. We're like a year old, you know, so yeah. still fairly new and things have happened really, really fast. So we're just like trying to play catch up, you know? Yeah. And Tissel's in the room. He's in that mix too. Tissel. Works out of that office and, and all that. But um, yeah, you're, the stuff you're doing is so creative. People know who you are, but from the outside in that, I think most people would think like, oh, he's a confident dude and he's doing it. Uh, but I love how you started. you like, I still feel like a 14 year old kid, yeah, just totally like, man. just trying to figure it out every day. Tell us about, tell us about Ivy first um, and uh, how that started why you named it Ivy um, and kind of what the what the goal was and is as you continue to build. Yeah. So when I was uh, in 2014, the band that I was in for like eight years started winding down. 
Um, and it was just time to be done. You know, we were getting older drummer. and I was a drummer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, played all over the country, like 200 shows a year in our busiest years. Yep. Um, and it was great, but it was, it was always just like, I wanted to always do something else. Yep. And at the end of that, something was, it was winding down and I was like, I'm going to build a board just for fun. Yeah. Um, and so I built a board, I gave it to a friend and just wanted to, I don't know, it's, a, it's just like a fun thing. It's yeah. like, Oh, build a board and give it away. Um, so I gave the board away, post a picture online and people just started ordering them. And it was never my goal to like start. They were like, I want one of those. Cause you didn't have yeah. a website to sell. No, nothing. Like, it was on Facebook. It was yeah. like, Hey, can I get one of those boards? Yeah. And I was like, okay. And, um, I think the first week I had like 20 orders. Um, no. Yeah. It was crazy, dude. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. Um, and then I started getting emails from like people I didn't know, you know? And I was like, Whoa, this is, this is cool. Yeah. And I'm not even like a huge skater. Like I, uh, when I was young, I was, I rollerbladed, <laughs> you know, I like had aggressive skates and when I like the half pipes What's and stuff. What's the brand? Like K, K2? K2. Yeah. yeah. K2. That's what's up. Rosigno. Dude, I, I grew up, we like our whole neighborhood, the block, we, there's so many kids. We all skated, but there's one kid, Gunner Gray, and he was the rollerblader. You guys all make fun of him? No, no, he was cool. Like he was dedicated. <laughs> That's actually, a lie. Actually, he went farther skating, uh, like rollerblading. Yeah. Than we, any of it, like none of us did anything on a skateboard. So yeah. He oh, dude, legit. I love rollerblading. And when when I was, you know, but then when because I could never keep skateboard under my feet. Yeah. It just never worked. Yeah. And then when longboards came in the Midwest, when I was about fifteen, me and a buddy Jeremy, um, yeah, were like, we gotta get some of these. So we bought some, and I still have my my deck, the original. You know, yeah, the original. It was a um, sector nine. Yeah. Um, that was all there was. Yeah. And I loved it because I could just cruise, you know, I could just like surf. Yeah. Um, very much more my style. Yeah. Um, and so I bought it then. So yeah, I, I was just like, I grew up working with my hands. My dad's a carpenter. Yep. Um, and so I just always wanted to build a board, built one, gave it to buddy, post a picture online. People just started ordering them. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even name the company. I think I like had a wood burner that I bought at Menards, I just would burn a W into the boards because I wanted them to be marked in some way. Yeah. yeah. Some sort of yeah, branding sign or your something. Art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, and then this woman that I know, um, her name is Ivy. She's like a 52-year-old Puerto Rican, just spicy Puerto Rican woman um, from Florida. Yep. I met her on a, some sailing trips that I went on in the Caribbean. Um, she ordered a board. Yo, let's circle back on the sailing trips because yeah. nobody <laughs> says that. I just met a I met a lady on some sailing trips that I had in the Caribbean. <laughs> um, my brother's a pilot, and there's this event in uh, the British Virgin Islands called the Interline Regatta, and it's for pilots and flight attendants from all over the world. Um, and it's just an entire week of just debauchery. It's so crazy. Like when you no. go there, it's just like, um, so people sail during the yep. day and then at night there's a theme party every night, like no. on at a local beach. And so there's like James Bond party, um, Austin Powers party, um, ABC party. You know what that is? No. <laughs> anything but clothes. So no. people wear like anything that's not clothes, like a red oh, cup okay, yeah, yeah. over. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so it's like wild and I'm just there like, what's happening? I didn't even really drink at the time. I'm still not like a huge drink. I never got into like partying really. I was just homeschooled. And, yeah. and then even after that, I was, I was wild, but I was never into like that kind of like partying. Yeah. But I just want to go. My brother, you know, was a pilot for Delta. And so he's yeah. like, come to this thing. And I'm like sailing in the Caribbean. That's great. So I went and she's wild. Anyways, I met, I met Ivy yeah. and she's just this amazing like woman. Um, and I've just remained friends with her for years. Yep. Um, she's done some other sailing trips with me. Yep. Um, 
and she's just she's incredible so she ordered a board i'm like chick you're gonna break yourself on this thing you know yeah but she got one and a couple weeks later i was driving a buddy do you know josh riggs uh he's like I a don't sound know guy anyways i thought you might anyways yeah i was driving josh riggs down to florida um he took a job at a church as a yeah. sound guy and i was like oh dang i'll just hand deliver ivy's border so I hand delivered her board and she had two nieces that were at her um, condo at the time. And they're like, dude. And and I, the other part of the story, Ivy wanted her name on the board. So I yep. cut her name into the grip tape. Yeah. And so it said Ivy. And then her nieces were like, dude, you should call your company Ivy. And I was just like, okay, whatever. You know, I didn't yeah. get it. I was just like, sweet. Yeah. I should call my company. I don't know. Anything. Whatever. Yeah. Did you view it as call a buyer? Yeah, Bye. yeah. Bye. There you go. Yeah. Did you view it as a company at that point, or was it just like it was like a hobby? Yeah. You know, it's like I mean, for the first you know couple of weeks, I was using the totally wrong kind of wood. I just didn't. I didn't know anything about it. I'm a doer to the point where I start doing before I even know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'll just like go. Yep. And figure it out along the way. Yep. I I'm like school of hard knocks. You know, trial and error. Yeah, yeah. It's the most rewarding, frustrating way to learn, but that's just how I learned. Yeah. Um. And so I wasn't, I wasn't really viewing it that way. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, well then later it came back to me as like Ivy. And then I started playing with fonts and I'm like, that's cool. You know, it's very simple. Yep. And then I looked, looked up what Ivy meant. It's an yep. evergreen plant that represents friendship and fidelity and connection. Um, it can grow and flourish anywhere. And I was just like, dang, like that, that's my heart is always yeah. um, people. So even in the band, drums were just secondary to traveling and meeting people from yeah. all over the country it was just the that was just my avenue to reach and impact people yeah um and so it's always been people that's it that's yeah. what's you know ever since i was a kid um and so i was like wow that fits everything i want to do in yeah. my life yeah um and maybe this could be a thing so i started wood burning ivy into the boards yeah um yeah so that's crazy. You you know we have a daughter named Ivy. Yeah, we named it after your company. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, I know. I have a few. You know Luke Prosser. Uh, yeah, I know. he has a yeah. daughter named Ivy, right? I don't know that. I think so. He's like, you got to make onesies for my kid as like baby onesies. Yeah, yeah. did that you say Ivy? No, I didn't. But I've Shoot, thought about dude. it at least a hundred times. I would buy but one. Then, yeah, I would buy one. Okay. So it's going to be a baby brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, Ivy is just, you know, it literally started because people started ordering boards. Yeah. And how long has it been around just, now? Like when did you start it? Yeah. So we actually like um, launched a website in like 2016. Yep. So uh, it's coming up on like three years. But I, when I first built those boards was in 2014. Yeah. So like the summer of 2014, I built 125 boards. And I didn't have a website or anything. I just had a email address and an Instagram. Yeah. And people were just, and so every board was built through someone emailing me saying, hey, I want a board. And then I would just say, cool, tell me about your life. Let's put a part of you into the board. If that, yeah. if there's like a piece of you in the board, it'll be more than a board. It's like yeah. a story. Um, it'll mean so much. Yeah. Um, so every board was like a series of like 15 emails back and forth with people. And no I've way. met, you know, a lot of, a some lot of, of the people yeah. that, you know, first started emailing me yep. you know I, I in my travels i've been like oh i remember there's that girl from this city i'm gonna call her up and see if she wants coffee or like hit her up on instagram like so everywhere you've shipped a board you kind of remember those cities 
Yeah, I mean, especially there. in the beginning. Yeah. Now it's like I can't. I, yeah, I'm, can't. I'm still in the mindset that I, I know every single person that orders a board. So I never get a board order and I'm like, wait, who is that person? Did I interact with them on Instagram? Oh, yeah, I did. How all. did they find out about us? It's so weird because it's, it's bigger now, but it still feels. Yeah. Two days ago, I got an order from um, Switzerland and I was like, why? Like, how does this person know? How did it happen? Like, yeah, yeah. And what made them feel compelled to like invest? Like my boards yeah. are all handmade. So they're not like cheapy board, not like a hundred dollars, you know, like two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Um, they're all handmade, hand painted, hand stained. Everything's done by hand. So it's like, you know, what compelled this person to feel like connected enough to the brand and like want to like invest? Did you get a hold money? of that person yet? I, I email every person that buys boards. So I I send like a personal email and just said thanks for the order. Um, your board's being made right now. So I make every board to order. Yeah. So I don't even start a board till I get an order. Um, yep. it's one of them quirky things where. I just love the idea that every board has a name. Yo, it's so interesting that how you live your life, you jump into things and then you figure it out. Yeah. But when it comes to like taking care of somebody else, it's like you're not going to touch it until you have like the details of how to make it as special as possible. Like, yeah, the, it's like opposite. But so anyways, it's crazy. But yeah. um, how do you like, so this is a business question, then we'll jump into like your actual life. But like a business question would be, how do you um, like how is it growing in success when you have to like when there's that level of care and that level of like, um, you know, finding out about people's lives and it's to order. And it's like, mm -hmm. I mean, it's special. It's emails every single like how is how do you scale and how do you like? Yeah. And my guess <laughs> is you're like, well, because, yeah, you need to live, but it's also not about money and it's not about yeah. like that. Like. It's cool you started this by saying you've always been about people, but um, it just seems like how you're building is so anti-business, you know? Yeah, that that's a great question and one I don't have an answer for. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the, grant, the brand has, I think there needs to be different, um, there's to be different ways to gauge success. Yeah. Um, and one of my big gauges for success is impact. Yep. Um, and so like financially, it's not like we're just rolling in money. It's right. like, I'm, I'm still putting money into the brand, you know? Yeah. Um, but I've never been overly motivated by money. Yep. And so I, I would love to have money someday. I'm not against it. I want to buy a Tesla. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's like That's something I want to do, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, but it's never been, expense, not I don't want to be driven by it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go like, okay, I want money. So I will do this. I always want to act under the idea that like, when I was like 12 years old, I had this idea that if, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like my brother wanted to be a pilot. My sister wanted to go into business. Yep. My other brother wanted to join the army and they all did those things. Now I remember being young about the time when I should start dreaming about what I want to be when I grow up. And I just remember being like, I just want to be happy. And if I'm happy, then I'll be successful, not the other yeah. way around. And it was, I was so young, but I still remember that thought like yesterday. Yeah. Um, and so I was just thought like, man, if I can be happy, I'll be successful. And I've kind of carried that into my adulthood. And it's kept me from making any real money Yeah. in my life. Yeah, crazy. But it's brought me a lot of happiness and a lot of experience. A lot oh, of, yeah. And I, I, I know people that have made a ton of money and they're not super happy totally 
And 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 that's not to say that you know money isn't. I'm not. I don't ever want to bag on money. I've actually had to, in the last yeah. year. I've come to a lot better place with money because young gr- growing up, I saw either people like my parents who didn't have a ton of it, yeah, but they were just great, just amazing people, yep. or people that had a lot of it and they were assholes. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I I just always had this idea that I'm like, well. I don't want to be that. Yeah. And so I'll do this. And then I lived in Thailand for a while yep. and I saw people with nothing and they just were so happy and so content. And I was like, well, I don't need money. I don't want money. So the first couple of years of Ivy, I was like operating under the idea that I didn't want money and I was trying to build a business. <laughs> you know, it's so stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've gotten a little bit more healthy place with that where I'm not just like outwardly against it. Yeah. Um, I would love to have money one day, but up until now, I've just gone, how can I make impact? And um, and I keep at the forefront of my mind every day, like, I want to change the world yeah. through my company. Um, and and I think, like, that's more of a, I think people are more driven by impact than they are by money. Yeah. Um, even though money is, like, you have to have money to live. But I think if, like, if people were just, knew they could live, um and they were just going to be fine. Yeah. Um, people would be much more driven and much more motivated by impact. Well, I, I see think that it, about most people. Totally. I see it more as like a long play. Like, like if it's just about the money, like then the plays you do in business are short term plays. Cause it's like, yeah. how do I make the most money as fast as possible? Yeah. Um, and, and if money is success, like how do I get successful as fast as possible? Like for you, it's it's a long play believing that impact having the biggest impact will bring the most success and and will also bring money mm. but success is not money it's yeah, yeah impact so i think yeah. it's awesome like it's yeah. a long term play totally and then to to go back to your question i guess um i am still building like all the boards to order in that way and mm. you're saying how can you from a business standpoint um other parts of the business have developed so now it's just the ivy brand um, and under Ivy Longboards live under that, but there's also yep. Ivy Skateboards and then Ivy Adventures. We just launched yep. in January. No way! I so, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Man, so, I should have done my research. No, dude, no. this is great. Yeah. Awesome. So, what's well, Ivy Adventures? Yeah, so we're taking people on trips and adventures. Yep. And um, you're not doing any ABC parties though, for sure. We're not not yeah. in the, okay. any near future. <laughs> yeah, maybe you know, down the road, yeah. the brand could evolve. You never know. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, but, uh, yeah, so the brand could evolve, you know, any good brand can evolve That's true, and, you yeah. know, change. And okay. so who knows? you never know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So what is it? Yeah. So Ivy Adventures are, we're taking people on trips and adventures. Um, and Ivy is about, um, community adventure and belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what it's always been about. And for a long time, longboards were just our, um, catalyst. To reach and encourage and inspire yeah. people. Yep. And to shape a culture of belonging, to build community, to have adventure. Yep. Um, and so we're just like, man, there, there has to be more ways than that. Cause like I said, I'm not even really like a huge skater. Yeah. Um, and my heart is just people, not longboards. Yeah. I don't care. I love longboards. It's great. And I love building them, like handcrafting them. It's like, yeah, I love it, you know. Um, but it was always about people again, you know, yep. similar to um my band. Um and so we took a trip in November. I took, um, me and Corey, my business tar- partner, took 11 people sailing in the Caribbean. Um, no way. And I've, I've always done uh, trips, sailing trips with like, yeah. you know, the kind of interline regatta type of yeah. vibe, like yeah. just pilots and flight attendants from all over. It's like party vibe. And I always wanted to take a group of my peers sailing, just like yeah. my homies, like you know, friends. my friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So we chartered a 50 foot catamaran and just took a bunch of my friends sailing and the conversations that happened, uh, the community that was built was just unreal. And, and it was an adventure. It was an event. Oh yeah. It yeah. was insane. You know? And I just came back from that trip and went, Corey, we gotta, we gotta do this like yeah. through Ivy. Cause I was just kind of a, uh, you know, it was, it was not under the ceiling. No, of it's Ivy. For it was you. just yeah, us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like, we gotta do this. So that was in November. And so by January, we had kind of built out this idea launching four trips this year so we actually just got back from colorado on sunday yeah if you can see my entire face is burnt i just got fried um but yeah so we're in colorado snowboarding skiing trip um we're doing a trip to tulum mexico yeah um in a couple months and then um, we're doing an up north trip here in minnesota yeah and then we're gonna do another sailing trip like who signs up for these yeah so we're not like making trips that like you know John from the U of M is going to come on and just get hammered and yeah, just yeah. like no, no. hook up. I'm not building just like trips for like anyone, even though yeah. I think anyone could go on them. I'm trying to curate them for the Ivy community. Yep. Um, so it's more than just an adventure. Um, it's about uh, connecting with others. It's about inspiring others. Like yep. I say the being in the trips, like there's no trash talking on these trips like we're here to yeah. love each other and lift each other up yeah and I, and ivy's not a christian brand no, no, no. like it at all i've i've been um careful to not make it like christiany because i want the people i have a hard to impact is just nasty yeah dirty gross people like myself yeah but you know what i mean like i'm not trying to just attract other christians yeah i want the people that are You're, like a little bit uncomfortable to be around or that you know that believe different than, than i do and yeah i want that to be my story yeah you know i want that to be and i want that to come through the brand yeah so the brand just exists to love and encourage people and lift people up and yeah um and so that's what i hope to do through the trips you know i obviously want them to be like a really fun adventurous wild just create just wildness you know just pure wildness yeah but also like i want people to leave um different than when they came amazing so tissel we we hitting one of these uh adventures yeah he's shaking his head We'll do it. What? Mexico. Are you really? Let's go. He's thinking about it. Let's do it. Um, Okay. So, dude, I think it's incredible. And I didn't even know the adventure thing. That's just amazing. Um, Thanks, man. Because I've actually actually seen it. It's like almost like a new field. Maybe it's not a new field because I'm like, I might just be ignorant, but like a new field of like, you're like a tour guide, but except for vacations, you know, like fun, like adventures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to change the way I travel because I usually travel without any plans. And so now with leaving now a group, like, I kind of got to like make some. Yeah. Um. So, but I, I still want there to be an element of like surprise unknowns yeah, yeah. and like things like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure right. out how curated the trips need to be, what they're going to be. I want them to be like snowboarding was great. Um, And it was super fun. But I think that the really unique thing about the sailing trip is like, People my age don't do that. Yeah. Like sailing's a sure. sport. Yeah. You know, and so um, I think that was really, really unique, you know, for people my age to have an opportunity to even do that. Yeah. Um, like we had our we had our own boat. We weren't like on a big cruise ship with like maids or like people cooking dinner or You're the only person like we were sailing it. You're the you only know? person I know who sails. Like I don't know. Either. Yeah, it's crazy. We also live in Minnesota, so there's not a yeah. lot of sailing opportunities. I mean, you can go in Lake Calhoun but it's not that fun. It's that's not true. It's fun. Anything yeah. that floats is fun, but living on a boat for a week 
is it's a different. whole different experience. Yeah. Like the boat we had had, you know, five bedrooms and four bathrooms. You know, it's like, yo, that's you, you crazy. live on it, you know, yeah, yeah. for a week. So it's just it's it is still fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. in on just Anywhere. little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, living on a boat is a, a whole different experience. It's incredible. Yeah. So that's that's how you built Ivy. That's kind of what's coming up next too. Um, and so I, I always like to kind of go back to the beginning, this whole thing I was telling you before, like the making of an exception is how you became who you are today and who you are is awesome and is making great impact. Thank um, you, man. Uh, but you, you weren't always exactly as you are now, you know, and six months from now, you won't be who you are right now, you know? So, yeah. and that's the goal is like continuing to progress and grow. Um, and so talk about your family life growing up, like what was, and even faith, your faith journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. W- yeah. What was that like growing up and even with your siblings and all that um, experience, like growing up in the church, maybe, uh, you know, when, like, did you have a moment where you gave your life to the Lord? Like any, any stories like that of faith, mm-hmm. you know, um, growing yeah. up in family life. Yeah. Um, so growing up, my dad was, he was a pastor. I think when I was, very young, he was a pastor, but he he also was he was like a house church. He's very small. Yeah. Um, but he's also a carpenter, so he's um just like basically Jesus. Basically, yeah. <laughs> no, my dad's incredible. Both of my parents are insane. If yeah. you want the answer to how I am, the way yeah. I'm, it's just like my parents. My dad is very like calm, just like full of wisdom. I always like set such a great example, but then let us screw up. Yeah. And then when we did, he was just there. Yeah. You know, um, and my mom is fierce and gritty. You know, she's 65, 66 maybe. And she's younger than I've ever seen her. She's yeah. like runs an organization that fights sex trafficking. Yeah. Um, she's she's a legend, like absolute legend. So I think like the combination of my parents, I think I'm very much a bit of both of them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, growing up, my Obviously, I'm a bit that was so profound. I'm a bit of both of my parents. Yeah, you know? no, no, but I, I like I always uh, uh, identified with probably my, like all my siblings were a lot like my dad. Even yeah. just the way they looked, and then I was always very much like my mom, and just the way she's stubborn and gritty and just like yeah, yeah. fierce. But growing up, I, I feel like I'm seeing more, my dad always brought so much wisdom into my life, yeah. and just like calmness, and um, and I feel like I'm I'm starting to like pick up see a little bit more of him and myself yeah uh now but yeah so um pastor um there's a time throughout my younger years where he just he that that small church that he had closed and then uh, i was a pastor for a while but we're always involved in the church in some way um i remember going to youth camp uh one day yeah i look at people who like don't believe in jesus and i'm like man if i didn't grow up in this like I wouldn't either. Yeah. If I didn't experience some of the things that like I experienced, I remember being at church camp and being just like so pumped up. You know, you're you're there for a week. Yeah. And I remember my friend, um, the first day there he sprained his ankle, and so I remember one night we're like up worshiping. Yeah. And uh, and he we were all jumping up and down. It's like praise and worship at church camp. You know, just yeah. amped. And he's like, man, I wish I could jump, and you know, my my ankles just hurt so bad. And I didn't even think about it, but I just said, touch my clothes. And I remember that story where the woman at the well touched God's, yeah. Jesus' clothes and she was healed. And he he's like, what? And I'm like, just do it. And I didn't even think, it wasn't like a thought. It was just like I had yeah. the faith, A, of a child and B, of yeah, just yeah. like being at church camp pumped up. 
Um, and he touched my clothes and he was healed immediately. No. He started jumping up and down. No. And so like I grew up seeing stuff like seeing that. Supernatural um, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I grew up. My, my dad was self-employed. Um, I remember one time I was listening to my parents kind of just, they were, they were worried about money. Yeah. My mom was a stay at home mom. There's six, six of us kids. Yeah. And so she had a full-time job and she homeschooled us. So yeah. like she was full-time yeah. plus. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. Slash and so, teacher. yeah, my, and my dad, um, she was just like, Dave, we got bills coming up. Like, how are we going to pay this bill? He's like, I don't know. She's like, we got, we got to buy groceries. We have, you know, six kids. My dad's like, I know, you know, and, yeah. um, all of a sudden the phone rings and, um, it was a job he had bid like a month ago and they just didn't get back. Yeah. yeah. And they wanted him to do it. And it yeah. was like a couple months of work and they're just like, praise God. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, wow, that's so amazing. I can't believe. And then the phone rings a second time, right at that second. Um, and it was another like job that came in. Yo, that's crazy. And they're just like, what? Like, as we're talking about this, just yeah, yeah. two huge jobs. And so you were a kid just watching that happen. Yeah. Knowing that it, your parents are giving credit to God. Yes. Like, these are miracle yeah. moments. It rang a third time. It was another job. No. Yeah. Three times. And so I, I think about like atheists and um, people who just don't believe in Jesus. I'm like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like if you were never sought or experienced it, why would you? Cause the, the story of a God yeah, loving us like he does, like just unconditionally, like is insane. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Well, I think. And so without some sort of revelation, I go, I, I don't think, or growing up with what I experienced, I go, it's actually in, it's actually insane. Yeah. Uh, uh, it made me think of, and I, I don't know if it's it's exact because I don't have the whole Bible memorized, but uh, like the scripture where uh, I think it was Jesus that said, like, my sheep know my voice, you know, mm -hmm. and Tissel's nodding his head. Thanks. He's our theological backup. <laughs> no, my sheep know my voice. Like the fact that like when you're raised in that stuff and you, your parents teach you a certain way and you grow up in it and you see miracle moments, like you start to recognize like God's mm -hmm. like God's working in your life, you know, yeah. Um, but like you're right. Like if nobody's taught any of this stuff, like how would they? Like how would they know? Like yeah. And you're right. Like if you weren't raised the way you were, you probably would be just like most people. Like yeah, not yeah. Because they because they're not yeah they don't know his voice you know yeah. they don't know his working they don't like it. And that's not a knock on people. It's like they just don't they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with you. Um. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. So <laughs> I guess we're like, I, I don't think about this very often. Yeah. yeah. Uh, about like what I grew up, my faith growing up. And no, so cool. and I, those I, are just the two yeah, stories yeah. that came to my brain when no, you asked it. I no, was like, perfect. man, yeah, crazy. Perfect. So, um, you know, when from, from, from say those, those couple moments, like the camp moment, the miracle moments where your dad gets these jobs after like just trusting God uh, to make ends meet, like what was like middle school, high school, out of high school, like your faith journey just on your own. Cause like for like, I'm a pastor's kid too. Like you grow up in it and it's like, it's like the faith of our family. Um, but then there's for sure moments where it's like, well, yeah. for me, it was like, this is, this is like, I believe in it, but I'm going to do my own thing. Like I was arrested yeah. at 14. So like, yeah, for a while I was doing my own thing. Um, but there's a moment where it really became mine. Like this is like, I, I actually believe this, you know, and for you, what was that journey? Like, um, like 
middle school, high school, out of high school. Faith yeah. Journey. Yeah. I'm still on it, I think. Yeah. Good. Um, I think there's, I, I always uh, hear people like that who had this crazy testimony where like they just went the total opposite way. Yeah. And they were just like. Well, I mean, I wasn't like doing cocaine, but. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you're getting not wild. That you know? the, like uh, the, I'm sure I wasn't killing anybody. Like, yeah, maybe no, it's a better. Totally. Example, I don't know. I didn't think that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I never had a major, major rebellious moment. I've yeah. kind of always been rebellious, subtle, subtly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never had this huge, you know, like I said, in, in high school, I never, um, my mom's side of the family was pretty like alcoholic. And so as I was just like, that will not be a part of my life. Yep. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't go down the party route. Yep. Um, I think that my faith is very simple. And mm-hmm. so I've never been extreme, like gotten super wild um, one way or the other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I won't call myself. Yeah. Some people might be like, well, you're lukewarm. Cause you either need to be like saving 10 people every day or you're not doing enough. Yeah. Um, I've always just been very kind of like even, and I've obviously, obviously had moments of like discovery and just being like, whoa, you know, yeah. that's so cool. But I don't need a lot of, I've never needed a lot of, uh, I, I don't have that many questions. I have questions for sure, but they're mostly to the church, not to like Jesus, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, And so, yeah, growing up, I I was kind of, I was, I grew up homeschooled, but uh, I was friends with everyone. Like, I don't know how that happened because I'm trying to figure out if I used to be extroverted and now I'm introverted or if when you're young, you're introverted and you just don't want to miss out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I'm very introverted right now. Um, and I'm like, man, when I was young, I was just like out all the time. And so either I used to be extroverted and now I'm introverted or um, I was introverted still, but I was just young. So I just wanted to like, yeah, well, I, miss out. I, like from what I can tell, I think s- somehow who you are is, is really attractive to people. Like, um, and that's not necessary. That's not for, that's not for everybody. Like I wouldn't say that about everybody, you know, so it might have less to do with your introversion or extroversion and more to do with the fact that you're somebody that's really interesting to people and warm that people want to know, you know, like, and I don't know if you agree with that or not. You don't have to answer, but that's what, that's what I can tell. Like when I, when I first saw you, I was like, who's this dude? Like Hmm. you roll up on a motorcycle, you know, like, and, and I like, yeah, I remember meeting you be like, man, this dude, I don't know who he is, but there's something about this dude. that's like, like I wanted to know you, you know, um, but I think I think people are just for some reason there's something about you that people want like people want to know you, people want to be friends with you, you know. Thanks, man. So what, it, some might have less to do with you, like your introversion or extroversion. Yeah, I maybe. I I was friends with um I don't know, I just had I was friends with like the youth group like good kids yeah and then I was friends with like the homecoming, you know, kings and queens. But then I was also friends with, like, the just losers, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I was friends with the engine heads because I loved four-wheeling and dirt biking. Yeah. And I was friends with the partiers because I'd always, like, DD them around. Yeah. You know? And so I had, like, a pretty, like, even, you know, like, evened out, like, growing yeah. up. I just saw so many. And I think that, like, um, and then and then getting into, getting out of high school, um, I just always had a lot of, different kinds of friends yeah and i i think i consider myself pretty non-conformist and so i was always trying to like look at what 
and anyone around me was doing and do something different. Yeah. And and question it and go like, why is this the like status quo? Why is this like a normal yep. thing? Yeah. Um, and my parents, like I was in a band for like eight or nine years, you know, yep. um, before I started Ivy and my parents never once were like, so, you know, this is cute, but like, when are you going to do something real something with you? Real. Like, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so my parents just always were there supporting so supportive. me. Yeah, always. Yeah. Like at the beginning of Ivy, there was times um, where I like couldn't buy food, you know, and I was just like, and they never once like sat me down and were like, All right, this is cute. But like they always like saw the picture almost better than I did sometimes, you know, and saw that there was like purpose. Yo, that's awesome. It's it's insane. No, I, I can account like every part of who I am to my parents or others for sure, mm-hmm. you know, but not it out everything. And then like anything that I've ever done, you know, like I talked about starting Ivy, it wasn't because I just had this brilliant master plan. Yeah. yeah. Everything that I've done is because a door opened and I just like started walking. And I think that that is um, my um, lack of desire to have like money success. I think. And then my knowing so core how I want to impact the world, which is just to love and encourage and inspire people, I think led to those things. Cause I think there's opportunity everywhere. Yeah. But we get stuck in these ideas of like what that should look like. Yeah. And there's just opportunity like flying by us all the time and we're just missing it. Cause we're like, well, that doesn't look like what I imagine. Yeah. But I think if we, I just go, I don't care. Um, yeah. I'm fine. to just like, I just want to make impact on people. Right. And so whatever doors, you know, when, when the band was over, um, I didn't cling to that identity of being like a drummer, you know, and I was just like, great, that's over. What's next? And then the door opened to start building boards, you know, which is never a plan I had in my life. It was never my plan to be a musician either. Yeah. And I did that for eight years. Yo, that's crazy because you, yeah. If somebody was to ask you, like, what do you be, what would you like? What, where do you see yourself in 10 years? You'll, you're, the answer is probably I have no idea. No idea. I hope it's yeah. I mean, I want to be fifty and have no idea what I'll be doing in five years. Yeah, you know. But I think yeah, as long as we have some of those core values of like how we want to impact the world in front of us, then like it'll just get sorted. And if I'm never, if I can never buy a Tesla, that's okay too. Yeah, I love the grittiness of of just like walking and yeah. and what's in front of you. You know, that's it's awesome. It makes me think of um, like I've been thinking about the value of anticipation uh, lately. Like it's not it's not so much the like, man, I so the Tesla example, it's not so much like I bought it and now I'm driving it. It was like the journey of what it took to get it, you know, and I think people people think they're addicted to the getting, um, but they're addicted to the journey and the process of getting, but yeah. we like for myself. So I, I always like part of my issue is like, I want, like I want the upgrade. I want the next iPhone model. Yeah. I want like, I like, like part of me wants the newest mm-hmm. and the next and the excite like, and those things for sure don't satisfy like they're, they're not like they're fun that they're nice like it but it's not like it doesn't really do what you because there's all like as soon as the next one's out it's like you want the next one then and, you want that one and yeah. and you but but here's what i like i thought like i thought 
oh, I'm addicted to those things. But what I really like, what I really enjoy is the process of trying to figure out how to get those, yeah. you know? And ha- like, and so if I can just figure out, this is what I've been thinking about is like, for me, a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the void and the, the tension in life is really, it's not going to get solved until I die, you know, like, and make it to heaven. Like, and there's no more tension yeah. or anticipation of, it's like the full, it's like the thing, you know, yeah. like, and so learning to enjoy life with tension and enjoy life of anticipation and the, like the waiting of everything, you know? Well, I think like even these, even though they're material, um, <clears throat> what we have to do to get it is we have to work hard. We have to yeah. make money and we have to like, and so I think even that's biblical is you yeah. work, you eat, yeah. you work, you, you whatever. Growing up, um, my parents, you know, my first car, I, I had to buy it and, by the time I bought it, I had to be able to afford insurance because they weren't paying that either. Oh, yeah. And gas. And yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. Once, once I um, wanted clothes cooler than like the hand-me-downs, I had to like buy them myself. And my first cell phone I bought, you know. And I was so annoyed because my buddy he just got, got everything. Stuff, you know, his yeah. parents just gave it to him. Um, but I think that you know, I, <clears throat> I can't say this for sure because I've never experienced any amount of massive success in my life but i think anyone who has at the end of their life they'll tell you about like being in the trenches being in the middle of it trying yeah. to figure it out and i've had a few um people just be like just enjoy where we're at right now and i'm just like you know this a couple of years ago i had this guy be like just enjoy where we're at right now i'm like yeah. dude i don't i live at my skateboard shop i don't have a vehicle i can't even afford food what do you mean enjoy where i'm at yeah but um i you know, I, I do, even in the middle of that, I was like, this is gritty and this is cool. Yeah. And I've always had this idea that sacrifice and connection go hand in hand. So the amount that you sacrifice for your wife or yeah. your family um, or your or vehicle yeah. or your business yeah. is directly connected to the amount of connection you'll feel to that person or thing. Right. Um, and so when you sacrifice, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a great thing because you'll appreciate it more. You'll love it more. You'll have a deeper connection to yep. it. Yo, uh, I love it. You, and your parents are, are awesome. And yeah, similar to the family I was raised in. Um, l- the story I said, like when I was 14 and arrested, my, my dad had just left on a trip. And so my mom got that call and, and it's just like, it's just like good. Like what you, you said, arrested? like, uh, five counts of theft. So I was stealing yeah. stuff. And so, yeah, yeah, I got arrested because, uh, they, the police planted, uh, money where I had oh. been stealing it in our school and it had invisible ink on it. Like, no lie. This is like, it's like CSI stuff. Sting operation. It was. And, and so my hands turned purple when I stole that money. Uh, and, uh, they had told everybody in the school, basically all the employees <laughs> like, Hey, when you see a kid walking around with purple hands, like that's so everybody knew that that operation was happening. And yeah. that, so it was game over for me. So anyways, my mom got that call and my parents are heroes too. And it's like, what you're talking about is how your parents basically parented you the opposite of some, maybe some of your friends or how most parents do it. You know, like you got to pay for your car, mm-hmm. you got to pay for insurance, you got to pay for gas, you got to earn it, you know, and you learn that lesson of like the more sacrifice it goes in, the more care and gratitude and you know, all that. The cops came to my house and my mom told them straight to their face, like, 
and it's because she loved me so much. She mm -hmm. was devastated. It wasn't like she was she, right. like, I mean, she was angry, yeah. but like, and she goes, give him the worst his crimes deserve. Like give him the worst, you know, whereas most parents are like, like, Hey, he's like he's a, a good kid. kid. He's yeah. a good kid. Like I'll take care of it. Like, please like, like we'll, we'll deal with it in the home. You know, please like, don't, you know, my mom was like, no, give him the worst, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so like I like I remember that you know and uh, just like I yeah well everything you're saying is there are moments in my life that I see my parents they parented the opposite of how yeah. a lot of people parent you know and for you same way yeah. but you learn like some super valuable lessons like that didn't happen again you know uh, the same way. I did get arrested again but uh, not for, like this is a whole different story it's a bad deal <laughs> dang uh, it it's like yeah so anyways. Um, I, yeah, I feel like I had great parents, but that's, and that's what you're saying. You've got great parents and stand on their shoulders. So, yeah. um, no, I think, I think it's awesome. Uh, you've lived in a couple different places. I did want to talk about this cause I think it's awesome. You lived in a tiny home yeah. uh, and you lived in Thailand for a little while. Uh, yeah. talk about those two experiences. Yeah. So, um, you built a tiny home. Let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. So I lived in a, uh, I bought when I was really young, I bought a, a house in the cities. Yeah. Um, and I owned it almost the whole time that I was in the band touring and I had I had a bunch of roommates just so it paid, they paid the for mortgage. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh and at the end of that I was just like the band was ending. Um, it's time to sell the home. I was just like over it. That's over being a homeowner. Yeah. I bought it when I was twenty. So from as time I was twenty until I was twenty nine as a homeowner, I was just like I did things a little backwards. Like usually like twenty you just like do whatever yeah. you want. And, yeah. you know, when you get a little bit older, you buy a home. I bought really young. And then, like, by the time I was, like, 30, so I was, like, I'm just ready to be. I'm done. You know, just, yeah. yeah. Um, so I sold my house. And I I didn't only want to, like, change my um, location. I want to change, like, kind of the style that I lived in. Yep. And I've always loved tiny homes and just, like, dreamt about building one. And my brother, Josiah, um, my younger brother, he lives up in Princeton just, like, to like a mile and a half down the road from my parents' house where I grew yeah, up. Yeah. Um, and he bought this old farmhouse that's like been totally redone. It's like Pinterest style, just beautiful. And yeah. he had this little garden shed on the background, on the back, like just like 50 feet behind his house. And I was like, bro, can I live in there? And he's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, so it was already structure. I had to rebuild the roof structure so it had a vaulted ceiling. So I could yeah. put like a loft up there. I built the loft, I reframed it, I put electrical in it, um, and then sheeted it and everything and finished it out. And I lived in there for uh, five or six months. Yep. And then I ended up moving to Thailand. Yeah. Um, and that was right when Ivy was getting going. Yep. Um, and my sister, um, two years younger than me, um, she just wanted to live in Thailand and do work over there. And she yep. ended up getting married to a guy who wasn't interested in that. Um, and then when she's about 28 around this time, she got a divorce yep. and, um, it was, a, it was awful, but for the, for the better, yeah. um, she just need to, is not a good relationship. And so she's 28 and she has a three and a five year old yep. and this dream kind of comes like back to life, you know, this dream to live yep. over in Thailand and help girls who are being sex trafficked. And she's just like, now nah, or never I'm doing it. Yeah. And like, I mean, she's the baddest, you know, she's, yeah. she's awesome. She had kids, right? 
three and a five year old. Yeah. yeah. So she brought kids. Yeah. So she's like, I'm just going now yeah, or never. Like it. she yeah, put yeah. her house up for sale, sold yeah. everything she owned. She's like, I'm going to Thailand. Yeah. I'm just like, no, you're not. You know, like, what are you doing? Right. Um, It's funny because my, my parents are who made us like who we are. Just right. the kind of wild, you know, my, my, all, my whole family, my brother, my oldest brother now lives on a sailboat. You know, we're just kind of like yeah, wild yeah. like that. And my parents, it's funny because my parents were like, you can't do that. But then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah we, we caused we this. Yeah, yeah. this like kind of spirit into you. Yeah. Um, wow. So Sarah decides she's just going. And and I had just gotten out of a band that I've been in for nine, yep. eight or nine years, sold a house I don't for nine years. Yeah. And I had Ivy and Ivy was starting to like get some traction. But even that, I was just like, it'll be here when I get back or it won't. Yeah. I don't want to be tied to it. I don't want to be like owned by it. Yeah. And when I saw this opportunity to go to Thailand, support her and her kids and have an adventure. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Wow. Um, so I, I just, you know, left and went with her. And um, she was actually working for the uh, organization called Destiny Rescue, yep. um, which rescued kids out of sex trafficking. And I just went with to be the Manny. I just yeah. went with to like support her and love on the kids. And, and yeah, nephews. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I have a picture. It's one of my favorite pictures ever, but you get every day. You know, RE3 is on the front of the dirt bike. Yeah. That is Sierra 250 dirt bike that I rode everywhere up in the mountains. And Ari's on the front hanging on the handlebars and Justice is on the back, five years old, wrapping around you. me, you know. So that's just us. You yeah. know, three white people just grinding around. Thailand. Yeah. And it was way up north. So it's like there wasn't that many white people, you know, Americans yeah, yeah. or whatever up there. Um, that was just us. That was our life. And I hiked mountains with them. I'd have one under each arm carrying them or we'd go to waterfalls or you know, the experience they had was just yeah, yeah. incredible. So How long were you there? I was there nine months. Okay. Sarah stayed for another two after I left. Yep. I had to get back because while I was there is when I linked up with my business partner, Corey, yep. who's back here. Um, but we kind of built out Ivy as more of a brand rather than just like me building skateboards in my garage yeah, or tiny home yeah. um, and launched a website and all that. Yep. Um, but yeah, while we're over there, I got involved in um, rescue work as well. So. Yeah. I mean, I always want to do the most adventurous, the most dangerous, the, the craziest thing. That's just like what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to do work in brothels where it's like actually part of like rescue missions and stuff. Um, and everyone's like, you won't get that chance. Like, there's no way. Like, you got to go through training and all this stuff. But within like two or three months of being there, I got those opportunities like going by. Wow. I got to be a part of a like sting operation we did with like arrest a bunch local of police. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to go to um, La once where we were like meeting this girl undercover and we were like in this like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. You know, if I, yeah, I got to do some like stuff that like, wow. and that's what I want. You know, I think ultimately like if my faith and my journey and just my life could look like that, I'd, I'd just be stoked. Yeah. There has to be some level of Well, and risk. so far, so far your life does look like that, uh, which yeah. is crazy. And I love, I love like, everything that you're saying about adventure and doing the wildest and the craziest, all that stuff. Like it's not for nothing and it's not yeah. just to be wild, but it's to make impact. And that's what you're saying. Like in people's lives, like it's not for nothing. And I think, you know, that that's like what following Jesus should be. Like, I'm not saying everybody has to walk into a brothel totally. to go save a, a woman or to arrest some dude. Like, no, like that's not every, but following Jesus should be like this crazy adventure. Yeah. Um, and there's Christians even listen to this, like they haven't had an adventure in a long time yet. I believe God is calling us to that. Like yeah. no matter where, if you live in rural 
Minnesota, you live in the suburbs, you live in North Minneapolis, like, yeah, like there's adventures all over. Now I'm preaching, but like, I love it. Like there's adventures and you're, yeah, that's what you're saying. I love that you're just attuned to it. It's like you dropped, you dropped everything and built a tiny house. You dropped everything and moved to Thailand. You dropped everything, started a brand and a company and you're, li- you know, living in the, in the warehouse of where you're coming, you know, like you're making it happen. Like it's just, it's just awesome. But there's, there's Christians that have been Christians for decades and they're like, they haven't had an adventure for a long time, you know? Yeah. I, I, I hope that more than like, I, I never want people to think like me, if we all thought like me, we'd be in so much trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, it's never my yeah. goal to be like, well, I went. Yeah, be like me. Yeah. You know, I visited a man in prison in Bali, so you yeah. should too. Yeah. I, I never, I went to, you should too. I hope that people like through anything I say or do or anything, people just go, yeah, it could look different. Yeah. You know, there, and there for sure, look. there for sure is adventure for everybody. Like there is like God's calling you to do something. Totally. And it's not to do nothing. Totally. Um, and so I, I interrupted you, but. No, I, I, that's great. I agree, man. <laughs> I agree. You, yeah, everything about you inspires me to let, yeah, to be adventurous, you know, and to look for God and be available at all times, you know, like, I love that you said, like, I don't want it. I don't want to be tied to it. Like, I don't want, like, I don't want Ivy to own me. So yeah. it'll like, I'm going to go to Thailand, you know, and when, I, if, if it's there, when I come back, you know, and it, it's, it, it almost sounds so irresponsible yet. If God's telling you to do it, like, then you got to do it. You know? Yeah. And, and he, yeah. And even if he's not, yeah, you know, it's like, go do, you know, I, I just think that our identity, our identity is like, can't like be tied in like what we do or what we achieve. Yeah. As being like who we are, you yeah. know? And, and that's hard because we live in a society that's so like works-based or culture is just so like, what do you do? Yep. You know, what'd you build? What company do you own? And because I'm so like, um, I feel like counterculture, I just want to like not own a company. Yep. Not have a cell phone. You know, like I like to think in, in another world, I just like don't have, I just have like a flip phone or don't do anything like that. But yeah. Also like when doors open, like I'm, I'm going to say yes every time, you know, yeah. like I'm just say, you know, and when I was moving to Thailand, people were like, well, what about money and what about work and what about starting a family? And I'm like, well, what about now? Yeah. Like what about right now? I have this like crazy opportunity. Yep. Um, I want to honor that. You know, I want to honor when like life shows up that you just like, yep. Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready. I think it's awesome. Uh, even even what you said, like <coughs> life shouldn't be about. It's it's not just about all that we do and achieve, but it's about who you are. You know, and it makes me think too. Like, and maybe this is maybe this is some of the rub. Like, and I don't want to put anything on you, but like the rub of like, um, you know, you, you said earlier, um, I don't have, a, I don't have a lot of questions for God, but I have a lot of questions for church. We, like this would be a whole nother podcast, but, um, <laughs> yeah. but like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, church people that their identity is in what they do for the kingdom, uh, and for God, which is cool. Like that's, it's good stuff. Like even as I'm talking, I like, I would be, 
like I would be somebody that's guilty of that from time to time of same like yeah like I want to because I want to do things for the Lord <laughs> and I want to be who he created me to be sometimes I get caught up in in like now I've not now I did that or I achieved that or wow that was awesome and I lose track of like I'm a son of God you know like that's and that's where my value is mm-hmm. that's like the Without value any works yeah I get caught up in that, you know, and even, yeah. So this is more therapy for me, but <laughs> no, it's great, man. That's good. Yeah. It's so, it's so encouraging because it's so much easier to follow Jesus than we make it. And I think if like we know Jesus, like we really know him. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like we know all the Bible verses and we attend church every Sunday and we like volunteer. Yeah. If we actually know Jesus and who he is, then people will actually literally meet him through us yeah and all we have to do is go meet them yeah and then like through us they'll like meet jesus yeah and it's so simple you know it's it's crazy it's crazy because like because i believe that like i i believe that we complicate it at times and following jesus should be it's more simple um at the same time it costs you your entire life you know like uh like I mean, the Bible, like so many things about like dying to yourself, like you don't just get to live based on your feelings and mm-hmm. based on, you know, like, like that'll kill you, you know, but you got, like die to yourself and you're living now, not unto yourself, but you're living for the Lord and everything that you do. And not just like this five year plan, but like now, like, I love that about you. It's like you, uh, I've seen like, even through social media, like you'll see a need and you'd be like, well. Like, I don't have all the, like, but I'm going to give you everything I have. And like, I'm going to get everybody else to give like, like, and that's why I, the way I introduce you as being generous is because I've seen you like in a moment, just kind of drop everything to help somebody else, you know, like, which is another inspiring thing. It just, I, I guess, again, this is more of a ther- therapy session for me, but following Jesus, what you're saying is more simple. At the same time, it costs so much which doesn't necessarily complicate it. It's just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm talking because I'm a pastor and still trying to do my best to, to be, to just be a son of God, but also yeah. to do as much as I can for him, you know, it's but not same. get my ide- yeah. identity out of the things I do for him. But my identity is just the fact that I'm his, you know? Yeah, no, it's so good. And, and I, and I say a lot of this stuff, um, completely aware that a lot of it is probably flawed thinking. And I'm still just learning. I'm still just yeah. learning like what all this means to me. And um, and and I don't think I have the answers. And this is just like things that are like in my brain at the second. Yeah. I'm not yeah. like a super, I don't oh, I love feel it. like no, I'm very like super calculated. I'm just like. Ar- arrogant. You're not. Cool. Yeah. Love no, that. there's a humility in what you said about who your dad is. Like, like there's a gentleness in you and like a wisdom in you, like in how you're presenting like what you think. Also a fear, a fierceness in you as well. Like, like what you talked about your mom. mom. So, which is yeah. cool. Um, dude, I, I, I just appreciate your spirit and everything that comes out of you, whether it's flawed or not. Like, like we're all flawed. Yeah. Like we're all, like so. we're all yeah. figuring it out, you know? So, um, so I just appreciate who you are Thanks, and how man. you live is really inspiring, you know? And I, I watch a lot of it through, um, whether it's through social media or through friends telling me stories about you. Um, because we don't we don't intersect as much anymore now that I'm in the suburbs. But um, dude, there's two years ago I was going through like a pretty rough time, and I I wasn't going to River Valley at the time, and it came once, 
and um i i walked up to you afterwards and and i was like feeling like oh this community is just like not my jam like this no one wants me here like i'm an outsider like i, I usually feel that way that's not just river valley specifically but i just usually feel on the outside yeah and you i came up and said hi to you and you're like dude you're making so much impact on this community without even being here. Yeah. You're like, every time I talk to someone, they like breathe. And dude, that like, that was the, that was one of the most encouraging. I just thought of that. I don't know why yeah. you were talking about like, and just the way you like spoke that to me was just like the craziest thing. I was like, what? Yeah. In my mind, I was like just a, a nuisance or something, you know? You're not. Yeah, and you're um, not. the way you just like spoke something in me and i didn't even attend your church you just yeah. you weren't like trying to you're just like speaking life to me dude and that's like so <laughs> simple yeah it's so good yeah thank you for that yeah you're welcome you didn't have to say that but for sure i no, appreciate it's crazy you. but that's like what i know of you too yeah. you know thanks man and in, in not like we're like close friends but in those interactions like they're like so memorable yeah so meaningful and it's, it's good thanks bro it's awesome no for real thanks for saying that um Two questions before we leave, because this has been a hard-hitting show. And actually, I'm thinking about a lot, so i got to wrap it up. <laughs> um, it's good. Maybe we'll do a part two okay. uh, someday. It'd be awesome. Uh, my voice will be... I, I was a little bit sick, and I was like, oh, sweet, my voice will sound, nice, sound deep and sexy. Yeah, yeah. Nice but it's mostly just going away now. <laughs> no, you're good. Dang uh, it. Okay, two questions before we close. Bring a little bit more energy. Uh, what's your favorite book of all time? Love does. Love does. Bob Goff. Yeah. Dude. And and I know that's like maybe. Right okay. I bought Everybody Always and it's been sitting in my bookshelf for four, five months. Yeah. When it come out. Uh, Ever since it came out, it's been sitting in my bookshelf and I haven't read it because once I read it, then it'll be over. The anticipation of, dude. Dude. What did we talk about? We talked about no. I'm the, serious. I haven't read it yet because I'm like I don't want to read that because then once I read it, it'll be over and then I'll just be like, I'll have read it. He'll write. It, he'll write <laughs> another one, man. But yeah, love does. It, bro. Love does. Um, I've probably like bought fifty times because anytime I meet someone who hasn't you read it, it, I just get on Amazon. And I go, you gotta read it. Yeah, yeah, it's like my Bible. I'm really bad at reading the Bible, but I'm. Good at le reading Love Does. Yo, but there's all, something about the stories he tells. Stories, just all like, his stories are biblical. Dude. Awesome. Yeah. I've a few of my friends called me their their um their own personal Bob Goff, which to me is like the biggest compliment yeah. ever. I hope that. Like, man, yeah. if I could be as cool as Bob Goff ever, I'd just be so stoked. He's you just are. such a legend, man. He just like does. He is, yeah. You know, he's like kids, write a letter to leaders all over the world. Yeah, yeah. And if they answer, we'll go there. And I'm and just like, yes, yeah. dude. It's crazy. It's so awesome. The impact that yeah. he's left on his kids and, and so many others. Um, yeah. You. So love does. Yeah. And then it's a good book. And then yeah. here's the last question. Ready? Or were you going to say another book? No. All right. Last question. Or what were you going to say? <laughs> Stop it, dude. Stop messing with me. <laughs> I'm this reading. Is, uh, oh, you're here, dude. Tell me. I'm reading um, Steve Jobs. Uh, biography by yeah, Walter yeah. Isaacson right now. Yeah. And it's the craziest thing because he was very nonconformist. He's also wasn't a nice person. He was an asshole and he's changing the world. Yeah. You know, literally changed the world. Yeah. Not you, changing. He's dead. You got his but, phone right there, dude. 
dude, it's crazy. And not just that, but Pixar. And then yeah. like the way he brought music yeah. to like people's pockets. And I mean, he, he was very nonconformist. And I always see my nonconformity, nonconformity. Yeah. As like something that would like disconnect me from business. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm nonconformist. So like I don't fit into the business world or that. And like he just took his nonconformity and just like used it to propel him in business. Yep. Um, and just the way he just, man, it's incredible. So that's another book that I, I'm reading it right now. So obviously I'm like a little bit, yeah, yeah. you know, in, in it, yeah. but it's just like massively inspiring for anyone who's um, entrepreneurial or dreaming big or wanting to change the world. It's just like, whoa, this guy was like. What's yeah. awesome is you can you can change the world. Like even reading that, um, I've listened to the audiobook and it's like for some reason it's like seventeen hours long. Like it's a big book. The I've Walter Isaacson seen, yeah autobi- or biography. Yeah. It's a, is it a big book? Yeah, it's like seven hundred pages. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like seventeen hours long. I've never <laughs> seen the book, but I was like, man, this got to be a big book. <laughs> I've never listened to an audiobook. Is that worth? It's it? awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do it. I do it when I'm driving. So mm-hmm. and I, and then I listen to it double speed. Which your mind can <laughs> comprehend faster than people can talk. Yeah. So so it it's almost like it's almost like listening a to download. a movie. Crazy. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah. So separately, um, nice but I was question. gonna say you can change the world also without being a jerk, you know. And that's what you're doing. Totally. Like I you, mean, you like you saying like when you walk into rooms and think you're a nuisance or think like to me or you th- feel like an outsider. Like no, dude. Everybody wants to be in your circle. Like people want to be in your circle. Like that's how people view you. You're not a nuisance and you are changing the world. You are making great impact. Um, and I think it's awesome. Last I think, question. Yeah. I think the reason I said he was a jerk um, is a lot of times you think to change the world, you got to be like all put together. You got to be perfect. You got to be like ethical. Yeah, yeah. You got to be, and obviously it'd be good to be those things. Yeah. But like even not perfect, he changed the world. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so to me, I was like, man, that's inspiring. Cause I'm definitely not perfect. And I don't have it all together. I'm like totally screwed up in some ways. And I'm like, yeah, I can still do that. If Steve Jobs did. You are doing it, bro. Thanks, man. I, awesome. Dude, I believe that. I believe that every, I don't, I don't think government or church or huge organizations are going to change the world. I think what's going to change the world is every single person taking what's directly in front of them and being intentional with it. Yeah. Great. And so like, we usually think that to change the world, we got to have this massive platform and like a million followers on Instagram and like all this. And it's just not true. Yeah, it's like every single person just being putting some intentionality into what's in front of them yep. at any given point, and that's what's gonna do it. Yeah, and it's the, so cool. Like somehow it's probably the way you were raised. Somehow you are a long play person. Like somehow you think generationally instead of like even though you live in the moment, you think generationally, mm-hmm. which is crazy because you're exactly right. It's not about a million followers. It's about the fact that you could you could reach one person. That over the next however many hundreds of years, like yeah. that one person can change the world, you know, and you change the world through that one person. Like yes. you can do it. Like it's generational. It's yes, crazy man. how your mind works because it's it's a huge juxtaposition of you live in the moment, like you'll drop everything to do it right now. Let's go right now. Yet you think legacy, you mm. know, and most people can't do that. Like they can't think and they can't, they won't drop it in the moment because they're, they're tied to their business or their house or their deals. So they, they're paralyzed. Uh, but then also they buy every next iPhone. They buy every, like they impulse on the non-legacy stuff. So anyways. Yeah. You almost got to like jerk yourself. Oh, like, cause I think the more established, you, I've never been super established in anything in a business, in a relationship or anything. 
But the more you get that, I think the harder it is to like yeah. drop and go. Yeah. And so like you got to exercise that muscle. It's sometimes it's not natural. You got to exercise it's the muscle. A, it to is like a muscle. Be, yeah. yeah. You got to be like spontaneous and you got to be like risk taking. You got to be. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Last question. Last question. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, anybody following in your footsteps, what's one piece of advice that you would give them? I don't, I literally don't have any, I don't have an answer for that. Um, they just listened to an hour of your story. Yeah. Um, and so there's a bunch of points they could pull out, but like, yeah, just let, listen to the dang podcast. I know. No. Well, if they made it this far, they did, but <clears throat> no, here I'll frame it up a little bit better. Say there's some, some young dude that feels like, um, so far, maybe he's in high school, maybe he's a young adult or whatever. But it feels like his whole life he's been on the outside, you know, but he mm. wants to make a difference in this world. Like what? Yeah. What are you going to say to that kid? Yeah. You belong. Yeah. Um, it's something that we put on like our shirt tags uh, for Ivy and something we like say all the time. And it's just you belong. And that that's different than belong is different than fitting in. Yeah. Because you don't have to fit in in order to belong. You Yo, just do. So good. And it's so simple. You know, it's not like a but. I think, you know, growing up, I just felt on the outside. Um, I just felt like all my closest friends, even my group of my closest friends, all shared some deep-seated connection that I wasn't a part of. Yeah. Um, and I actually don't even necessarily think that's not true. I think it, it is, but that doesn't mean that I didn't belong. It yeah. means that I was different than them. Yeah. And because I was different than them, I had something they didn't, and that's a positive, not a negative. Yeah. And so I think, like, we, we think, we generally think that if, I still, um, in business today, I, I, um, it happened the other day where every single one of my, um, business partners agreed on something that I didn't see the same way. And um, at first I was like, what's wrong with me? And it's like, dang it. No, that's actually valuable to think differently yeah. than everyone else. Yeah. Not invaluable. Totally. Um, and so, I, I mean the, the, at the most basic form, I would say you belong. Um, and then I would also say. Um, shoot me a message and let's talk because yeah. I think that it's a lie. Yeah. You know, if you feel like you're on the outside and um and also slow down and, and rest. I think like <clears throat> owning um two businesses and just being like nonstop, uh I think people generally think that I'm just like the Gary V type, like hustle, grind, yeah, yeah. like yeah. And so kids are always coming to me and trying to talk in that language. Yep. Like, it's all about the hustle. It's about the grind. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like, it's about rest. It's about, like, stopping for that one person. Yeah. It's about, like, sitting with someone in the street and just, like, hearing their story and buying them a meal. Yes. That's what it's about. Yes. And, yes, work hard. And, like, I, I work. I love working hard. I grew up picking. Yeah. My first job was picking rocks out of a field. Do you know they do that? Yes. Like out in the country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like they hire kids to just pick rocks and put them in a pile so they can plant crops. That was my first job and I loved it, you know, and I love working hard. But it, it's not what it's not. It's not. That's not what life's about. Yeah. No. No. And so you belong and work hard rest often. Yo, it's um, awesome. It's not about the grind. Thanks for being here. Dude, thanks for, thanks being for on the having podcast. me, man. Yeah. I'm so stoked that it actually happened. Because we yeah. thought about you uh, before season one even started. So it's crazy. Thanks I, for being I watch here. every all your podcasts. I'm just like, all yeah. these people are so cool. Dude, and now you're one of them. Thank you. You belong. 
Thank you. Yes. Awesome. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube or anywhere podcasts are found. To stay connected with what we're doing, you can also follow us on Instagram at Exception Podcast and visit our website at exceptionpodcast.co. New episodes are releasing every Friday. If you know someone who is an exception to the rule and want us to share their story, you can let us know on our website. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. Until next time, remember, as a rule, be an exception to the rule. Peace. Peace.